Hey guys, Matthew here, and lately there's been a lot of videos made by content creators in the Path of Exile sphere uh, that are talking about the state of the game, if you will. So these videos have been done by, you know, Grimro, MBX, Gazi, Zizrin, lots of the very big content creators in the game. Uh, so I thought I'd chime in with my own. Now the difference is a lot of these videos, while I thought they were good and everybody really shared the same sentiment, I thought most of them, or all of them, really were very surface level, right? Uh, Grimrose was the, the biggest, uh, I guess you could say, difference where he actually went into the whole trickle-down mechanic of, of cutting off the top 1% farming methods, like 100% delirious maps. But the problem here is that a lot of these uh, solutions that people are offering to some of these issues, like no endgame content, bring back 100% delirious, or crafting sucks, bring back harvest, is that it's too aggressive and we know for a fact that that's not going to happen so it's like we're, we're having this discussion for no reason uh and we're just pointing out the obvious so what i decided to do in my version of this state of the game video is to try to be a little bit more realistic with the uh the problems that i'm coming up with but also the solutions that i'm offering in order to fix the game all right because there's quite a few things right now that are not great in path of exile uh, which obviously is uh, well obvious uh, just by looking at the player numbers, right? We are not even one month into the league, and the league has less players than two and a two and a half months into, for example, last league, right? That's a really, really bad look uh, on the state of the game, and it just goes to show that nobody is really enjoying it right now. And when I say nobody, I can't generalize to literally every single player. Of course, there's some people that are absolutely having a blast right now and loving it, but most people, the shared sentiment is that the game feels bad, it's not rewarding, and there's nothing to do, right? So that's the things that I want to address today, amongst others. All right, so let's get right into it. So uh, what I've listed here are basically problems, the reason why they're a problem, and then the solution uh, to these problems. And some of these, I think, are going to be quite obvious. Meanwhile, some other ones might actually uh, be things that I think have been drastically overlooked Um for a long time but before i get into this actually there's one more thing i want to talk about and that's essentially the idea of conditioning now i know this is a subject that is more pertinent to uh, psychology than it is to you know playing a video game uh, but what i want to basically explain is that no matter how long you've been playing for right path of exile be it you started uh two or three leagues ago or two or three years ago the game has always been very very nice to people who are fast and do a lot of damage and are efficient and whatnot, right? The game has conditioned you, and, and this is this is by design, right? This is not your fault. By design, the game has conditioned its players to enjoy playing it in a given way because it's more rewarding, because it's more efficient, and also because it's more fun, typically, right? So it's not your fault right now if you're not enjoying the state of the game. It's because right now most players are conditioned to like or, and to enjoy playing the game in a given way which is fast and rewarding um because that's how every single league mechanic has been since basically breach right which is years ago at this point ever since these uh, this mechanic pretty much the game has always been about if you are fast enough if you do enough damage you are going to get more rewards by design from the league mechanics, right? This is something that's very easy to apply to, for example, uh, the league that we just had, right? Ultimatum. Are you capable? Are you fast enough? Are you tanky enough? Or do you do enough damage to get through these different waves? Because if you don't, 
well, you're going to lose your reward. The faster you are, the stronger you are, the tankier you are, the better your character is, really, the more reward you're going to get. And this is obviously a natural thing, right? If the game was not rewarding you more for having a better character than someone else, well, then there would be no reason to upgrade your character, and therefore there would be no reason to actually chase anything in the game, right? So this is just something that I want to get out. Uh, I wanted to get it out of the way because there's a very big uh, psychological uh, psychological factor here uh, of the player base, and the reason why most of us uh, most of us are not really enjoying the game right now is because we've been conditioned to enjoy the game in a certain way, and GGG decided, essentially, that that way that they've conditioned us to enjoy playing the game is the wrong way to play the game, and that is clearly going to be uh, a big break between, uh, you know, between the game and the players, because what they enjoy, they're being told that they're enjoying it wrong, meanwhile, psychologically speaking, they've been conditioned to enjoy the game in that exact way. Alright, so now that we've talked about that, let's go into the actual, uh, Let's get into the actual meat uh, of the issues. I'm going to try to go through this fairly quickly. I don't want this video to be like an hour long. So first problem right now with the game is that there is no chase items. There's no chase uniques. And of course, even if there was no chase uniques, that wouldn't be too big of a problem if there was chase, uh, chase rare items, right? If there was a way to make good items through crafting uh, and you could chase these items. But right now, that's not a thing because harvest is not the way that it was. Uh, and, of course, right now we don't even have it on a map device, so it's basically impossible to even target it in any realistic way. Okay, so lack of chase uniques. What is causing the lack of chase uniques? Well, the first thing is that they recently made it so league and boss-specific uniques are actually added to the core drop pool. And I think this was a very, very big mistake on GGG's part. Why? Because farming-specific content is unrewarding. Right. If I wanted to, let's just say the brass dome is extremely expensive, and this is a, an item from uh, Minotaur. Right. Well, then I could decide to specifically target farm Minotaur in order to get the brass dome, uh, because it's profitable. Right. Because there's a reason to do that. Because there's a chase unique behind this. Right now, that's not the case, and that applies to basically everything. Almost none of the endgame bosses right now are a content in general, not just bosses have any sort of rewarding mechanics. For example, even farming simulacrums, right? Right now, you can't even drop things like a Salem if if it was, you know, a meta unique. Uh, you couldn't even drop things like Perfidy, uh, you know, if it was a meta unique. I'm not saying that these are expensive uniques, but I'm saying is there is a way, there used to be a way to target farm these, and there is no way to target farm them anymore. They've been added to the core drop pool, which means the people who were, who enjoyed farming that specific content and who were rewarded for farming that specific content no longer are rewarded for farming that content but not only that the people who do get those items now that they've been added to the core drop pool and there's a hell of a lot more people playing the core game the regular mapping game right compared to those specific mechanics the value of these items drastically decreased uh which is a problem all right on top of that uh there's no reward for being good at the game now this is something that's a little bit more elitist of me you could say uh, but what I mean from that is that let's just say that me as an individual, I've practiced, I've came up with a build and a, a method of basically getting to some very high-end content very, very quickly. Well, I can't take advantage of that anymore. This is something that's very easy to see with the Snake Pit Unique. If you look at the Snake Pit Unique before it was a core drop pool, it was an extremely, extremely expensive item because it was extremely rare, right? So you were rewarded for being one of the people who was capable of actually killing Hydra. Hydra being one of the more endgame bosses, if you want to call it that, right? 
you were rewarded for that, especially in an early league scenario if you got there faster than most people. Now, Snake Pit is basically worthless because it could drop in a T1 map uh, for literally any player in the game. Uh, so it's both lost its, its value due to the rarity of it, uh, and you, if you're somebody who actually enjoys, you know, bossing and who basically re uh, tries to plan out their league start around it, you are basically getting punished due to the fact uh, that there is no reward for that anymore. Uh, and there is no reason to farm specific content, which also hurts diversity. Remember what I said about the fact that certain uniques are no longer dropping or certain items are no longer dropping in specific content? Well, that means that now there's no reason to farm that specific content, which means there's less diversity in the things that you can do in order to uh, basically farm currency and enjoy the game, right? If you're somebody who really, really enjoyed farming simulacrums, well, now, due to the fact that Asylum is worthless ever since it stopped being a, a, a drop that dropped exclusively some simulacrum and anybody can drop it anywhere in the game, well, that's a problem now because you are not in, uh, enticed to actually farm these simulacrums anymore because of it, all right? So there's a very easy solution for that, revert the change. It's pretty, it's pretty obvious, right? Uh, we have to make sure that every unique that is league specific drops in a specific league tag. That, in my way, is the, in my opinion, sorry, is the best way to balance the game to make sure that when you're playing, it actually feels rewarding. Uh, because right now, you can drop any unique in any zone, and of course that's cool because you're thinking, well, I could be a level 40 and drop a headhunter from the campaign, but we all know that's not going to happen, and it's punishing basically. Uh, the vast majority of the players and the, the vast majority of the people who want to farm specific content for the odds of maybe potentially getting an item that's worth a lot uh, in some place where you couldn't get it before. It just doesn't really make any sense. Not to mention that drops actually scale with quantity and rarity on your map. Uh, so it is not you who is basically going to be, ta uh, be taking advantage of the fact that all these drops are from the core drop pool. It's the people who are playing in parties with say, things like Magic Bind, right? Because they're the people who are going to be finding these items a lot more. Uh, and not, you know, the person who's just farming regular maps out and go with no real investment. Uh, so there's no real advantage for the majority of players from this change whatsoever. And there's a massive disadvantage to the people who like to farm certain specific content. So I think this change really, really needs to be reverted. I think it's horrible for the game and for the economy. All right, next, there's too many divination cards. Divination cards are a problem. In my opinion, they shouldn't exist. But I understand that a lot of people pay big money in the real world in order to have their own divination card in the game. Right? It's something like $2,000 that you need to have spent and then 600 for the divination card alone, something like that. Uh, so it's a lot of money that you need to spend in order to get a divination card. So I understand that we can't just remove divination cards. First off, that's unrealistic, and I said that wasn't going to make any unrealistic demand. But one thing that we can do is stop showering players in stacked decks, right? I'm in SSF right now, and uh, my SSF character in a single play session of about five hours, I was able to farm 60 stacked decks from just regularly playing the game. I'm not saying that I did any content specifically to get stacked decks. I was just regular mapping, doing league mechanics here, heist there, this there, whatever, right? And I was able to get 58 stacked decks. This is 100% outrageous. This should not happen. Now, I did I, I did the math on this, and we checked it out uh, with PoE Antiquary, and we looked at different uniques, basically, and their value now versus their, their value before a divination card, which was specific to that unique, actually came out. 
in most in most cases these uniques after a divination card came out for them lost 50 percent of their value why why are we doing this it's good for the game to have expensive items it's good for the game for people to actually be able to chase toward things right so there's way too many stack decks uh, and also another problem with stack decks is that they actually allow you to skip progression remember when i was talking about my league start and how we made 200x in like the first weekend me and my duo well a lot of that came uh a lot of that was because of stack decks right uh, one of the divination cards that we were using that was giving us Uber Elder Fragments is a divination card that is typically dropping from the uh, one of the Elder Guardian. I can't remember his name, right? Which means that before people even get to farming these Guardians, these cards should not exist. Nobody had even entered one of these Guardian fights. Nobody had even killed Elder in the entirety of the league, and I was already farming Uber Elder because... Uh, stack decks allow you to basically skip the entirety of the progression. If we remove stack decks, or at least drastically reduce their amount, then these sort of strategies, which I'm the one taking advantage of, I'm not supposed to be, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't make sense for me to bitch about the fact uh, that, that these things are there. I'm taking advantage of them, but because I think that it's bad for the game, I'm still going to say that I think that they should be removed, or at least drastically decreased in quantity, uh, because they're allowing some really, really bad things to happen in the economy. People are able to get to the end game much too quickly because they're skipping progression. And items are devalued by about 50% on average uh, anytime a, uh, uh, an actual divination card is enabled for those uniques. Alright, so that's a problem. Uh, and another thing is that uniques kind of suck, right? Influence rares are just better in 90% of the cases. Uh, you'll just slap on a double influenced item or even sometimes a single influenced item. Uh, so there's uh, uniques mostly suck now there are some build enabling ones but there's not enough of them now i'm not somebody who likes sets i don't like that idea of having fully decked out uniques on a character but i do think that there should be some uniques that are actually chase and that make people want to play the game in order to farm currency to buy those uniques or drop those uniques or far farm for those uniques whatever it is uh that actually have value because right now one of the biggest problem is that uh, something I'll cover later on in the video loot sucks, right? You could be mapping for six hours Just non-stop just mapping out can go and you're never really gonna drop anything that has any value and anything that is going to cause an um, uh, an Emotional spike and some endorphins to be released in your brain uh, So there's nothing that's gonna make you feel good about the fact that you're playing the game And what happens when you don't feel good when you're playing a video game? You stop playing the video game because there is no external factor that is causing that is that is forcing you to play the game or, or that is making you enjoy the game right there needs to be these endorphin releases in your brain there needs to be these moments where adrenaline rushes through your body there that this is how you get addicted to something this is how you actually uh enjoy the the, the game right uh if none of that exists if it's just plain old boring well, then you quit, and that's kind of what we saw this league. Most people found it boring, too hard, and they just stopped playing, period. All right, so we need more build-enabling uniques. That's pretty simple, right? Now, they did say yesterday on Bay Class, Chris Wilson, the, you know, owner of GGG, basically did say uh, that they are going to be making more interesting and more build-enabling uniques going forward. Uh, so we can expect to have more chase uniques in the future, but I think that the problem right now is not necessarily that there's not enough of them. It's that they are too easy to actually get, and a lot of the time it is because of stacked decks, which I think should drastically be decreased uh, in quantity. I don't think they necessarily need to remove them from the game. 
But the problem right now is that every time that there's a problem with the league mechanic and every time that a league mechanic sucks in terms of value and in terms of uh, rewards, all they do is they shower you with stacked decks and, and then all of a sudden you feel happy. But you shouldn't because these stacked decks are decreasing the value of the items that you're dropping in your actual maps and they're allowing people to skip progression, which is all things that are absolutely horrible for the game and for the economy. Alright, next, another problem with the game is that Orbots are broken right now. The amount of damage and survivability versus the investment of having somebody who is basically just sitting there as a bot with tons and tons of auras and then a carry with very minimal gear is ridiculous. An Orbot can easily give you 10 times more damage on a build, take you from 2 million to 20 million with just a few exalts invested, and I think that's kind of unfair to your regular average player. Not only that, if played well, it can make you basically close to immortal as you can get a bunch of not only damage auras, but also defensive auras. Uh, for example, like Grace or like uh, all the purities giving you resistances to up to 90 and stuff like that. Now, of course, that does require more investment, but on Orbot, you don't have to care about any sort of damage. You can invest purely into uh, effect of your auras and therefore it's actually not that expensive to reach these numbers that are really, really outrageous. Uh, I think, compared to uh, people who don't have access to Orbots. Alright, so it speeds up the game more than anything else, including a Headhunter, right? Having an Orbot will basically f speed up the game in progression even more so than if you had a Headhunter drop from the first day of a league uh, while you're in the campaign. That's how much power you get from having an Orbot, and it allows you to skip progression, right? You can basically skip directly to endgame content without actually doing any sort of the progression. Uh, and with a very minimal investment which is the bigger problem it's not like you need a ton of investment you just need a few exalts and you can make an ore bot which will allow you to literally farm the feared with a carry which i don't think is good for the game right you shouldn't be able to farm the highest the most end game content uh with basically trash to your gear no defense no damage invested on your character or anything else because you have an ore bot just sitting next to you making making you literally uh do more damage than any single character in the game uh, that's a problem. So there's a few different solutions for that. Either they cap the maximum amount of auras on a character, right? Uh, so make it so you can't be affected by more than five auras or something. And if it's more than that, you get to choose which ones are affecting you. It could be something like that. There could be a hard nerf or even a removal of Nebulous. Now, I don't think they're going to remove it. Uh, but there could be a nerf to Nebulous, kind of like there was a nerf to Replica Nebulous, right? Because the thing about ne Replica Nebulous is that it was basically the exact same as Nebulous, but you didn't need anybody in a party you didn't need two people in order to be just as strong as someone with a nebulous does uh i guess what they're considering the balance being from nebulous is the fact that you need to be in a party to use it most effectively but that's not really a big deal and i think that the advantage th that any party has with an orbot and somebody running two nebulous is just way over the top so they could basically nerf nebulous to make it more in line with other things um because, again, people are farming things like the feared, super juiced up on the first day of a league. It just doesn't make any sense, right? Because there's a three-month league. There should be a progression. Uh, there should be a, a natural way of progressing. Of course, some people are going to be faster than others, but it doesn't make sense that people are farming the literally the most end-game content on the first day of a league. And remember, again, this is me. I'm the person who's farming this sort of content on the first day of a league, and I'm still saying that I don't think it's good for the game, despite the fact that it's extremely profitable for myself. Um, so, another thing they can do is cap the amount of ore effect, right? A lot of ore, a lot of ore bots will get 400-500% ore effect. It's really, really insane. Uh, 
Of course, that sort of level will require some pretty nutty investment, but it doesn't change the fact that it's too much and that it needs to be uh, it needs to be nerfed and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed quickly uh, because it is a problem. Now, of course, how many auras or what the cap should be, that's not something that I should decide, but I do think that aura bots are currently way too strong uh, in the um, in the actual uh, in the game. All right. Next, trading sucks. Now, that's pretty obvious. Uh, you know, one thing, uh, one reason for that is that people don't respond, right? Uh, it's not worth the time to respond to trades. And this is, uh, this is mostly the fault of even people like content creators, right? We are advertising, we are telling people, if you have a few exalt in your stash, you know, if, you've prog if you're progressing through the game, it's not worth to leave your map for 5C. Uh, so wait until you're out of your map to invite the person or whatever, right? It's all about that efficiency. The problem with that is that when everybody starts doing that, then nobody is trading. Nobody's responding to trades that are below a certain uh, threshold, and it makes uh, basically it makes it feel absolutely awful to try to buy any sort of commodities or consumable items. Another problem is why people don't respond is that they're price fixing, right? Uh, say they'll put an item up like a divination card or any sort of uh, any sort of um, a consumable or bulk item stuff like that, right? And then they'll put that item up for much less than it's actually worth. And then when people uh, send them a message to buy their item, they're just going to uh, ignore them, right? And then what they'll do is they'll wait for other people to post the items at the exact same price than they have listed or even sometimes less. And then they're going to buy them. Uh, and then they're going to basically uh, be able to resell those items at the true value that is not price fixed and make a profit off of the fact that they are price fixing. This is bad for the economy and it creates this whole thing where people just don't respond to trades. Uh, and it creates also this, this bubble sometimes of fake value on certain items. And this can be on the low end, but it can also be on the high end. Um, so any sort of market manipulation is typically not going to be very good for the economy. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it. Uh, of course, there's ethical concerns, which don't really break terms of service here. Uh, but overall, if you look at it in terms of is it good for the game, I would say no, uh, this is a problem. And sometimes people just can't leave their content, right? Sometimes they're not price fixing. Sometimes it's not that it's not worth their time. Sometimes they just can't leave. Delving, labbing, you know, uh, let's say you're doing 100% delirious and you're really wary, uh, of the, uh, wary of the amount of portals that you have available to you, right? This is content that you just can't leave. It's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. You just cannot leave it. Uh, so, of course, you can tell the person to wait for a few minutes, uh, but having to wait for a few minutes to buy an item for 2 chaos when you you know you have, an, buy, you have to buy another 50 of these items for 2 chaos is absolutely awful. It feels really, really bad. Okay. Um, another problem with trading is that trading is outside of the game. I literally need to alt-tab or... In, 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 in some cases, most people have two monitors, but not everybody does. So if you don't have two monitors, you need to alt-tab to be able to access trading. This is something that really, really sucks because obviously your immersions, your, your immersion basically gets messed up when you have to alt-tab. Uh, and now, now that's not really too big of a problem, uh, but it also causes, in some cases, things like crashes or things like uh, performance issues. The fact that people are alt-tabbing in and out. Uh, there can be some problems related to that, but it just feels bad knowing that I can't just click something in the game that I'm playing to buy items in the game that I'm playing, and I need to access a third party, uh, even if that third party is technically grinding uh, GGG itself, it still feels really bad. Alright, another problem is that API refreshing is slow. Now, this is not something that I think they're ever going to do anything about it, but the problem is, uh, in some cases, it's showing items that are already sold uh, and stuff like that, which is annoying. Um, 
Of course, again, though, this is probably not something they, they can really do anything about. When there's too many people spamming too many items, that's just bound to happen. Loading screens and different servers. Uh, lots of unnecessary downtime. So I, I like, or I don't like, sorry. I know that uh, GGG and like Chris loves to say feeling the weight of your training, feeling the weight of the item. Yeah, okay, cool. But the thing is, if I'm trading for 2C items and I need 50 of them and it's going to take on average 30 seconds per trade to send the message, get a response, go to their hideout, buy the item and go back to my hideout and then buy, and, and then do the same thing for another 50 times, that's so much downtime that I'm actually not playing the game and that I'm not enjoying at all, right? It just feels like a complete waste of time. Uh, so there's a few different ways to, uh, to, to fix that. I think that any sort of consumables, any sort of commodities need an easier way to trade them. They could do a mail system, right? A mailbox system. I've played a lot of games where they have these mailbox systems. Essentially, what a mailbox system is, is, is the exact same system as it currently is, but you don't have to go face-to-face. -face. You don't have to go to, to the other person's hideout. You can basically respond to the trade via mail, which means you can sell your items from a distance and buy items from a distance. This cuts out the middleman being uh the uh the uh the act of you needing to go face to face with another player uh and it does make it less annoying because um of all these different things like people not responding and whatnot right you'll know instantly uh because obviously you'll receive the item uh another thing they can do is just an auction house only for consumables now i've said this a million times i don't think an auction house is a good idea in a free-to-play game ever uh, especially when it's player-driven economy but if there's an auction house for consumables, it's a lot harder to really take any advantage or bought any sort of consumable trading. Like there's there's not any real downsides. Uh, the only downside and the reason why they, they are so bent on not having any sort of auction house is uh, because their uh, network and their coding and their database is just shit. Uh, so they would have to basically redo the entire infrastructure. But I think that for the good, for the greater good of the game uh, and for the longevity of the game, this is something that is a worthwhile investment, right? Uh, I don't know. Make another $100 supported pack or something, but make it happen. Give us trading that doesn't absolutely suck. And this is not just from a trader's perspective. This is mostly for a regular player's perspective who's not trying to sit there for half an hour trying to buy items so that he can go map for his you know other half hour that he has to play on a daily basis. It just sucks. Uh, another thing they can do is just cross instance trading. Now, even that is acceptable, right? Just the fact that you're cutting the loading screens, you're cutting the time that you need to go to other people, uh, to people's hideout. And in some cases, these people are in different servers like Singapore realm it takes me like 30 seconds to load in a hideout of somebody from Singapore. And it's more likely to cause like things like crashes of my game, my client, um, and stuff like that. It's just really, really annoying. It's bothersome for no reason. Any sort of cross instance trading would fix that. Uh, because you could be basically trade, but from a distance. Kind of like the mailbot system that I was uh, explaining, except the cross-instance allows you to do it uh, from your own character. Uh, I personally think cross-instance would be better, because uh, the mail the mailbox system typically has a little bit of a delay. Um, but yeah, cross-instance, even that, I don't know like the implementations, uh, how, how it could be implemented, or the implications of being able to make it happen, but they need to do something about trading. It's really bad right now. Right now, the best trades that you are doing are with bots, right? That's the only time that you are trading things and it actually feels good because bots will actually respond. Um, and uh, bots don't actually care about like whether it's a 2C item or, or a 200C item. So they'll respond no matter what. 
uh, because the people who running the who are running these bots are typically you know into the RMT scene. Uh, so any sort of profit that they can make off of just not playing the game, they'll take, right? Which is why bots literally feel better to trade with than anyone else currently, and that's a that's a massive problem in a player driven economy. All right. Um, or at the very least, if they can't do any of that, right? If they don't want to do any auction house, they don't want to do any cross instance, they don't want to do any of that, just give us in-game trading. Like, at the very least, make it so we don't have to alt-tab and, and ruin our immersion in the game. Uh, you know, because when, when I'm in the game, I can't see what time it is. I don't know if I've been playing for 5 hours or 8 hours uh, or 12 hours or 2 hours. I don't know, dude. I'm immersed in the game. I'm having a good time. The moment that I alt-tab and I see that it's past my bedtime, you know, that's a problem. Uh, that's a problem for the immersion, and that's a, that's also a problem because it feels really bad, and it's annoying to have to go, uh, you know, outside of the game to trade items inside of the game. Oh, uh, yeah, so even just an in-game trading option, like, put the browser, embed the browser inside the game, and already that would feel a lot better, uh, especially because you wouldn't have to alt-tab between every single message that you're sending to people. All right, another problem is that loot is bad, all right? There's way too much loot, white and blue items clutter for no reason, right? You kill a monster, you kill a pack of monsters, you're going to be 25 items on the ground, and most of them are white or blue, and they don't have any value, they don't serve any purpose. All they do is basically hurt performance. So 90% of rares are also bad, and it's not worth the time to identify them. That's a problem, right? So what they can do is they get declutter, right? Get rid of all those white items, get rid of the blue items, get rid of most of the rare items even. Uh, and give us some smart loot, kind of like we had on the talismans, which they actually revoked because they said talismans were too strong, apparently, which, yeah, anyways, let's not talk about that. Uh, but give us some actual loot on the ground that has a value that makes me want to pick it up more than to just sell it for alteration shards, because that's kind of how it feels right now. If I'm picking up an item, it's either because I'm doing chaos recipe or I'm going to vendor it for alt shards, and that's it. There is no in-between. There is never a time where I pick an item on the ground in Softcore Trade League after the first few hours of a league, and I'm like, wow, this is really good. It just doesn't happen. All right, no influence in endgame potential. Rares matter very early in progression, kind of like I just said, right? The problem with rare items right now is that they can't drop... Uh, they don't really drop identified other than in the very, very end game when you start doing Conqueror maps and stuff like that. They don't drop... Or, sorry, did I say identified? I meant influence. They don't drop influence... But they also don't drop elevated, right? Imagine if you could drop elevated items. That would be kind of cool. Better yet, they also, or worse yet, I guess I should say, they also don't drop double influence, right? So the moment that you you are into the, the actual end game where you're starting to have influence on your character, you're starting to have double influence, elevated mods on your character, right? It's basically physically impossible to get an upgrade from the ground. It's never, ever going to happen, no matter your character. So there's no point to pick up any of the stuff on the ground. It just doesn't make any sense. And GGG, or especially Chris, is somebody who keeps talking about that. Getting upgrades that you can pick up on the ground. Picking up items on the ground that are good. He keeps talking about that, but right now, all I see when I press Alt and I kill a pack of monsters is 25 white items that are absolutely trash and 3 rares that I'm going to leave on the ground because I know they cannot be an upgrade to my character, so there's no point. Alright, so they need to fix that. Alright, um, another thing, no targetable loot when it comes to loot. Now, I already mentioned that in the first point, so there's no, uh, there's no reason to talk about that again, but that's definitely a problem when it comes to loot. Uh, and also, you know, the divination cards that I was talking about, right? The fact that loot sucks, 
because there's so many alternative ways to get items that used to be called considered chase items, especially div cards, and now stacked decks being the biggest problem, I think. That's the biggest culprit in the entire thing, uh, is that let's say you are mapping right now and you drop a Shavs, you're like, oh, I just made 50C. Cool, right? It's not, not bad, but it's not something that you're extremely happy about. If there was no div cards for Shavs or if there was just a lot less availability of that div card, uh, then Shavs would probably be an X, 2X, 3X, right? It would actually be valuable so that when you drop one, because it's one of the rarest items in the game, by the way, uh, you would actually be really happy, right? There would be that uh, that endorphin release in your brain. There would be that emotional spike. There would be that, oh my god, this is fun uh, reaction. Uh, so yeah, and another thing, Maven, and I, specifically Maven in terms of the endgame bosses really sucks. Right, it's basically the orb and nothing else. Now there's the helmet, especially this league with the changes to curses, but it still sucks, right? Because if you're not getting the orb or the helmet, it's basically a wash. You're killing the most end game encounter, right? One of the hardest, hardest, one of the hardest fight in the game, one of the most end game fight, if not the most end game fight right now, the most end game boss outside of Invitation and the Feared. And if you don't drop either her helmet or an Awakener's Orb, you are literally getting boned. There needs to be some more. There, there needs to be more reason to push us to to actually want to kill Maven, right? It is an endgame encounter after all, and it can't just be to unlock two points on your Uncharted Realm. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so one solution to that, which I think is actually really cool, uh, is that Maven could drop items with elevated mods, right? Sure, she can drop her orb to elevate an item, and that's really cool. But what if, when you kill Maven and you don't drop an orb, there was a chance, I'm not saying it should be every time, but maybe like a 50% chance, that she drops an item of a random influence with one elevated mod on it, right? We know for a fact that when an influence item drops, there's always going to be at least one influence modifier on it. We don't know the tier, we don't know anything like that, but we know for a fact there's at least going to be one influence modifier on it. So it can't be that hard to make it so when we kill Maven, and an item drops with an influence, with any random influence, any of the six, that there's an elevated mod on there. 90% of the time, that really wouldn't add any value to Maven. But you know what it does? It adds that feeling that there's a chance, right? That there's a chance that I get, let's say, elevated specters, or elevated tailwind, or elevated crits, elevated spell crit, elevated curse. There's a chance that I get something... Uh, and there's, uh, I guess, the RNG factor to it that's actually quite fun. Because when you drop an item, let's say a pair of boots that's Hunters, you're like, oh my, like this could be Elevated Ignite, Elevated Tailwind. It could be something fun. Uh, and that would be, in my opinion, that's one way to make Maven actually feel like it's fun to farm. Because right now, farming Maven just sucks, like 80% of the time. And then once in a while, you get, the, you get the, the orb, you get the helmet, and then you're like, okay, cool, this is my profit. But there's no excitement because you, you already know that nothing that she drops is exciting. You already know exactly what she's going to give you. So I'm saying bring more Cyrus into the Maven fight. Cyrus has Awakened Gems, right? You know that you're going to get the crown or the gloves or anything like that, and that's bad. And you're, you're expecting to make no money. But once in a while, instead of just dropping in the, the usual Awakener's Orb, you'll actually drop a Awakened Gem. And most of the time, they suck, right? But there's a chance that you get one of the good ones. There's a chance that you get a multi-track. There's a chance you get a spell echo, right? There's a chance that you get one of these Awakened Gems that actually has a lot of value. I'm kind of advertising or, or asking for Maven to feel the same. Give us a chance. Uh, so that would be cool. All right, gameplay is not punishing enough, and one-shots are not fun.
So this is one that is a little bit of a hot take. I know a lot of people are not going to be happy with that. But in my opinion, the cast on death meta or, or any sort of cast on death uh, trigger meta is a problem. Uh, and it's not good for the economy and it's not good for the game. Because what it does is that people in softcore will invest everything into damage and nothing into defense, which creates these glass cannon builds, kind of like I play every single league. Again, I'm not saying these things uh, be, uh, because they don't affect me. Matter of fact, most of the things that I'm asking for right now would fuck me over. But it doesn't matter because I think they're good for the game, including the fact that glass cannon metas don't really make sense uh, and because it bypasses progression, right? Again, kind of like I was saying earlier this league, nobody had fought Shaper or Elder yet, and I was an uber Elder. That doesn't make sense that a build can do that because they invest everything into damage and nothing into defense. And this, the same thing can be said about Farming the Feared on like the first or second day of the league. You invest everything into damage, nothing into defense, and you'll progress normally because of Cast on Death, allowing you not to have to rerun the same map five times if you died five times in it. Uh, so that would be good. But there's a problem with that. If they just remove Cast on Death right now in the current state of the game, that's really bad, right? Because right now there is no real defense enabling uh methods in the game outside of dodge and block that's really the only two things either you cap your dodge or you cap your block or you just die over and over and over again so here's a few di different solutions for that portal gem cannot be triggered right so just make it that if you have a portal gem it can't be triggered no cast on death no cast when damage taken nothing like that you need to manually trigger it problem solved cast on death meta is gone right but for that and if they want to do that, they need to give us proper ways to mitigate damage on every single build. Not just Juggernauts with 10 Endurance Charges and Fortify and all that stupid shit. Not that, right? Actual proper ways to mitigate damage on every single build. Because one-shots, and that's the biggest problem, right? And that's the reason why softcore players invest everything into damage. Right now, if a monster hits you, you're dead. It doesn't matter if you're actually investing into defenses or not. You are probably just going to die, right? And that makes it so, again, you're conditioned to want to just push for damage because then the uh, the mentality becomes, well, I'll, I'm going to kill it before it kills me, right? Uh, this whole idea, this whole meme of, like, uh, don't get hit, right? Just don't get hit. How do you not get hit? You kill the monsters before it has a chance to hit you. Uh, is honestly kind of toxic for the progression of the game and uh, how long people play a league because they're able to basically skip through everything but again they can't just remove cast on death meta without giving us proper ways to mitigate on a build because right now if you were to invest into a defense character in software trade league you are probably going to get a fraction of the power for your character if you were to look at power levels than you were if you invested the same amount of currency into damage and that needs to be fixed they need to give us better ways and more ways and more efficient ways to focus on defenses so that our characters cannot be just pure glass cannons, uh, and but that we still don't get like actually absolutely one shot because it doesn't make any sense. All right, so that that's uh, in my opinion, that's a big problem with the game right now. All right, moving skills and flask right now. This is probably one of my biggest concerns and what I feel is the worst. The game feels bad, right? It feels like you're moving through mud. It feels like your feet are in quicksand and you're just slowly, slowly moving through. And the chat, so the reason for that is the flash charges are in a bad spot. Flask uptime is bad and a lot of your speed and a lot of your your, your damage too also comes from flasks. Uh, so flash charges are in a bad spot. You're not getting nearly enough unless you're playing a very fast build. But the problem with that is that it hurts build diversity as I'll talk about that in a second. 
uh ailments and curses are quite frankly annoying now they did revert some of those changes when it comes to the ailments and the curses or especially the curses uh but you know with the flask giving you three seconds instead of one second immunity and stuff like that but it's not enough now they did address this on bay class they said that there's going to be alternate me uh, alternate means of getting elements and curses off of your build things like jewel corruptions and stuff i think that's going to be very interesting and all like mandatory for a lot of builds so that's going to be pretty cool but right now the game feels bad because of these changes uh and the builds that feel the worst are the subpar builds the builds that are not super heavy clear speed meta builds are basically unplayable because it's the the only way that you get uptime on your flask and uptime on your movement abilities and uptime on all that good stuff is by playing a good build that is able to kill the monsters fast enough to be able to re, uh, to to be able to sustain flash charges through the entire of their mapping. If you're ever playing a build that can't sustain those flash charges and that can't sustain all those uh those things because it's not one of the like three meta builds, well then your build feels like ass. Mapping feels like ass. It feels really slow. Again, it feels like you're walking through mud. So, we need more flask uptime. Uh, obviously, they did say that they're going to be making some changes in regards to that yesterday on the uh, the Bay Class podcast, which I think is good. There also needs to be other means of ailments and curse immunity and reduction. They also said that that is going to be coming along in 3.16, if I remember correctly, so that's good. There's not much to say there. Uh, but there needs to be other means of getting flash charges that are not related to killing monsters. And I know a lot of people are going to say it's already the case, right? You can always get Watcher's Eyes, you can get this, you can get that. But the thing is, in a lot of those cases, you need to sacrifice things that are absolutely not worth sacrificing for just some flash charges, right? F f sacrificing a mod on a Watcher's Eyes, especially when you're not an extremely rich player who can afford a triple stat Watcher's Eyes, is not a good option ever, right? So they ne there needs to be better means to getting flash charges uh, because flasks are really in a bad spot. Alright, potentially, honestly, they could just revert the changes. Uh, Chris literally uh, admitted yesterday during the thing that they weren't tested. They weren't tested nearly enough. They had no idea what they were doing when it comes to the flash charges and the mana changes. And that's why they had to basically hotfix the mana changes uh, and why they're going to be re-looking at the flash changes. Because they weren't even tested. They basically pushed uh, a client that wasn't even properly tested. Uh, and then they were surprised that everybody absolutely hated it, uh, which is honestly kind of insane. But anyways, build diversity is non-existent. So again, this is because only the good builds feel good, right? Uh, if you're ever trying to play something that is not meta, it feels like shit. That's a problem. We can't have that in the game, right? Not in a game which is all about build diversity and people being able to play whatever they want. Because right now, if you're not playing one of those top builds, you're just not having a good time. Uh, unless you you enjoy suffering right because that's literally how it feels like it's just pure suffering through the whole thing and the whole experience especially when mapping bossing not so much because you don't rely on your flask anywhere near as much but in the mapping especially when clearing certain mechanics like for example legions uh and stuff like that that require you to be fast and have uptime on your flask and have uh you know uptime on your damage and your move speed it's really really bad uh only again the top few builds can do it if you don't have like a headhunter. Of course, if you slap on a headhunter on most builds, they'll be able to do all that stuff. But not everybody has a headhunter, right? Uh, especially with the prices in, in recent leaks. Uh, yeah, and mana changes killed a lot of archetypes and a lot of different builds. So the mana changes were really, really bad. Obviously, you know, Archmage got demolished. Uh, there, there needs to be some changes even more so uh, than there already were to the mana stuff. Uh, they did say that they're probably going to be readjusting it again in the upcoming 3.16 league because they're not happy with the state of it. But yeah, mana, in my opinion, mana in games is 
is becoming less and less of a factor. Uh, and especially in a game like Path of Exile. It's an ARPG. It's made for you to kill monsters, have fun, loot, loot, loot items and all that. And it's fine that there's mana in the game. But the fact that they're putting so much priority and so much importance to just mana when it's literally required to be able to play the game, period, is absolutely insane. Mana should just be there as kind of like, you need it, and you need to find a way around it to make your character function. But once you've done that, it shouldn't hinder, like, literally the entirety of your playtime any more uh, than, than at a bare minimum. Uh, and I think this is something that is uh, that is uh, shared. Uh, that's a sentiment that is shared amongst a lot of players uh, that they're putting way too much emphasis on the importance of mana. So they do need to revisit mana multipliers and also trigger costs, right? They killed entire archetypes like cast on crit. Um, now, I'm not saying they necessarily killed it, but cast on crit or things like spell selling they're not dead. Uh, but they were heavily, heavily uh, nerfed. But not only those, even I have a brand build in standard, one of my brand builds doesn't even function uh it's completely dead because of the mana changes right i have like 112 mana now and my my skill is costing like 150 per cast it doesn't make any sense that any skill should cost 150 per cast if it's uh, something like a brand right it's something like self-cast i'm not saying for totems and whatnot but for a self-cast skill it does not make any sense because it's something that you need to spam it's a penance brand build Penance brand only works when you're spamming it. Imagine spamming something that has 150 mana cost, like a brand. It doesn't make sense. So they need to revisit the mana stuff badly. Uh, they could all they could also undo the nerf to un Enduring Flask. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, uh, but Enduring Flask basically lost a lot of its viability. And the thing about Enduring Flask is it's one of these flasks that was necessary for a lot of builds to even function in the first place due to mana costs already being you know decent. Uh, but now with the mana changes and the enduring mana flask nerf, it's like a lot of builds are just outright unplayable. Uh, they feel like absolute shit because you just can't move half the time. You can't cast half the time. It's just awful. All right. And then the last thing that I think is a big problem with the game right now is that there's no end game, right? Uh, all the true end game farming methods have been removed. 100% Delhi, deep delve and all that. And if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend you check out Grimrose video. He explained the tr uh, trickling down of resources and especially commodities in path of exile and the reason why i didn't really talk about that and address that is because i think that if they fix trading they don't actually have to fix this issue of having a lack of supply of commodities like scarabs for example because if you were able to buy 50 scarab from 50 different people instantly uh or within a very short period of time then it wouldn't matter if nobody has 50 to sell to you at the same time because it doesn't feel like complete ass. So if they fix trading, they're actually making it so commodities don't feel anywhere near as bad. And therefore, even if, you know, this whole trickling down stuff is a problem, it, it basically fixes itself uh, due to the fact that there is availability of anything that you want at any given time. Now, this is actually something they addressed. However, not the auction house stuff, not the trading stuff. I did say that they, they didn't really talk about any of that yesterday. Um, it was very unclear and it seemed to be that GG or Chris thought it was not worth, uh, because they have to redo a lot of their infrastructure if they want to add something like an auction house, as I mentioned previously, but 
when it comes to endgame content, they did say that we are going to get some endgame endgame content, right? So they're basically going to take the currently endgame content, like Domain of Timeless Conflict, which is five way emblems or simulacrums and all that, and they're going to add uber versions. Now, personally, I think that's a cop out. It's a really good way to basically recycle content, but that's not really fun. But at least it does give you a reason to upgrade your character further and actually have characters who can farm these. And typically, uh, you know. Anytime they take something that's already good, like five-way emblems, and then they make an uber version, if you're capable of farming it at the same efficiency that you can do the non-uber version, imagine how profitable it's going to be. Uh, so there is definitely some faith restored, at least for me, for the future of the game. Again, if you haven't seen also the podcast yesterday, uh, the Baycast podcast, I would highly recommend you check that out. It's a really, really good podcast. And again, that really restored my faith in the future of the game. Because in the last couple weeks, it's been really dire. Like, I've been really wondering, like, is this game just going to die? Like, am I going to lose my job? Uh, like, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even exaggerating. That's how bad the game felt. And, uh, you know, look at player retention. Play, look at numbers on on Steam, on, uh, or on streams, right? Viewer numbers are off. Uh, YouTube views are disgustingly low. Right. There's there's a lot of issues. Nobody cares about POE right now. And of course, when I say nobody, I can't generalize to every single person. But I mean, a vast majority of people are just not playing the game and they don't care about it. Uh, so this this all these changes that I mentioned yesterday on the podcast are to rev uh, revitalize the game. And I think that they are going to succeed. And uh, it definitely restored my faith in the future of this game that we all love, which is Path of Exile. Anyways, that's pretty much it for the video. Hopefully you guys enjoyed my take on the problems with the game and, of course, methods to actually go about um, fixing these different issues. But I do want to say a huge thank you to my supporters, Jordan, Fruitfly, Thomas, Nairoth, Master, Tim, Nate, Jacob, Flame, Scorpion, Reese, Emma, Rotomillions, Alex, Brandon, Don, Joseph. Welcome back, Panda, Atticus, Scott, Bark, Grimoire, Johnny, Ronald, Kevin, Mercury, and Bizen. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.